Welcome to this episode of Come Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. Um, This is going to cover Mormon chapter 4. Let's jump right in. So, uh, I had mentioned previously that Moroni, during the time of about Mormon chapter 3, probably wrote chapter 7 and 8. One reason for thinking that is that it looks like chapter 4 is about the time he wrote Moroni chapter 9. There are several events that are talked about in uh, Mormon chapter 4 that are also specifically mentioned in Moroni chapter 9. So it seems it's about the same time that he's writing this letter to Moroni. So in this chapter, he's just, he's not, remember, he's not leading the armies right now, and he is just kind of recording as an idle witness um, to just the, the wickedness of his people. So some of those things that you might see in similarities to in Moroni chapter 9 um, is that the people taking possession of the city of desolation. It's mentioned in Moroni chapter 9. Um, the, the first real mention of a Lamanite victory, uh, like a significant Lamanite victory, and that is, again, t- t- taking the land of desolation, but this victory being mentioned... Um, that's mentioned in chapter nine as well and mentioned here in chapter four and verses 10, 12 and 13. Uh, also the reference to the women and children specifically being sacrificed to, uh, by the Lamanites and by the Nephites themselves, even the, the, the Nephites taking Lamanite prisoners and sacrificing them, Lamanites sacrificing them. That's mentioned also in Moroni chapter 9. And then Moroni chapter 9 verse 24 also mentions that this is the time when the Nephites stop winning anything. It, it's over. Like they, they don't win any, like, any more battles basically. And from this time forth, this is from chapter 4 now. It says, and from this time forth, the Nephites gained no power over the Lamanites, but began to be swept off by them, even as dew before the sun. And that same type of phraseology is even used. Uh, I'll flip over there, actually, just to kind of uh, hit the point. Um, Moroni chapter 9, verse 24, says, And if it so be that they should perish, we know that they that many of our brethren have deserted over the Lamanites and many more will go over also to desert over unto them. Wherefore write somewhat a few things if thou art spared and I shall perish and not see thee, but I have trusted that my son, I, I, but I trust that I may see thee soon for I have sacred records that I uh, would deliver up unto you. And so he's, there's just this, uh, hopelessness i guess of mormon saying we're all they're all dying if they haven't died they're going to desert and we're not winning anything else and so you, you see these similarities between Moroni 9 and mormon 4 that's the, that's the point um as he is describing this one of the things that stands out to me and it stands out to me in, in Moroni chapter 9 as well as is his description that uh, they did take many prisoners, both women and children, and did offer them up as sacrifices unto their idol gods. And let me read you the verse in Moroni that is uh, quite similar. 
because the one in Moroni is a lot more descriptive. So as I'm reading it, uh, I maybe don't want to read it right now. We'll talk about it later. I'll just give you a synopsis. He basically says they're feeding the men and women, or they're feeding the women and children on the flesh of their husbands and fathers. And then they're abusing the women, and then they're killing them in like terrible ways, and then eating them. So it's this definite, weird, gross, wild, evil situation. And you read it in Moroni, and you're thinking, like, that doesn't sound like anything really that I know of. But this verse in Mormon 4, where he says, uh, they did take many prisoners, both women and children, and did offer them up as sacrifices unto their idol gods. That verse has always hit me in a different way than the description in Moroni has hit me. And I'll tell you why, because we have idol gods today. <laughs> that are That it's easy to sacrifice our our wives and our children and our husbands too. It's called the world. <laughs> TV. How much time do you spend on your TV? Your phone. How much time do you spend on your phone? Social media. How much time do you spend on your social media that you're sacrificing your family for? You're saying, here, idol God, I worship you. And how much do I worship you? I worship you so much that I'm going to not spend time with my family. I mean, I'm, I'm going to sac- I'm going to offer them up as sacrifice. That that's a that's a verse that I I often think about, um, and for that reason, and obviously I'm not perfect at it, but it's something that I I don't want to be condemned or con- even accused of doing is sacrificing my wife and children to my idol gods, to my work, to, uh, sports, to whatever, uh, may take me away from them. And where I might be saying, I, I offer up, I'm offering them up as, as sacrifices to, to that idol God. Uh, so at the end of chapter four, Mormon sees that these people are super wicked, gets, starts to get worried about where the plates are, and so he goes over uh, and gets all the records. So remember, Amaron said, here are all the records, all them. Mormon starts making an abridgment, the gold plates, of all those records. He then, on the gold plates, etches in his book here, Mormon. What's going to then happen is he's going to then give this to his son. His son's going to write Ether, and then there's going to be some... He's going to write what we have as the Book of Moroni. He's going to close it up. He's going to put the small plates and these large gold plates in to the ground. Joseph Smith is going to find them. But there's a whole plethora of other records, right, that were the whole history that Mormon abridged. So Mormon goes and gets all of those. So just as a kind of a, a quick, like, I don't know, recap or summary of... What plate, which plates are which, and where they go, and where, where how they move is. Amron told Mormon to take the large plates from the uh, from Nephi. Uh, excuse me, the large plates of Nephi from the Hilshim and add to them. Mormon was to leave the rest of the plates. Uh, that would include like probably the brass plates and the small plates. So everything else he left in the hill. Uh, Mormon then went and got the large plates. Wrote a full account of his activities when he was twenty four. Starts writing these things. And then later it goes back, which is where we are now, Mormon chapter 4, goes back uh, and 
picks them up because he's worried about them, gets the brass plates and the small plates and ether and everything else. Uh, then he ends up hiding them in Mormon chapter 6. We'll get there today or this week as well. Mormon chapter 6, verse 6. Well, we'll just mention it now. We won't have to mention it later, right? Mormon chapter 6, verse 6. Mormon then goes and he's like, I'm going to put these here. I'm going to hide them all up in a different place. So that's kind of the timeline of his dealings with all the different plates. So that's uh, all I wanted to talk about and go over for chapter four. Fun times. Next uh, episode, we'll cover chapter five. Mormon's going to start leading the Nephite army again. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. I hope you join me.